Welcome once again, nerds, to another episode of the Weekend Nerddom. In today's episode, we are talking about a whole host of new music. We have Microsoft and Twitter battling it out in the tech section. Netflix is trying a little hard, and it's not a great look, but it could be. And then we have Star Wars just absolutely going bonkers in the rumor mill, plus a whole bunch more news. Let's jump into it. So let's kick things off in housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want housekeeping? Uh, this week in housekeeping is a really big bummer and it's very much going to affect things in a way that I really don't fully understand just yet. So I recently had a death in the family and we will be taking very likely next week off, uh, potentially the week following while I get certain things in order for this. Um, so yeah, I just, things are not going to go 100% dark, but they're gonna go uh, pretty close to that. So it, it just kind of is what it is. I, I'm, I'm not even gonna guarantee you that I'm gonna get uh, an episode of something up this Friday in replacement for our live show that is not going to happen, which I told you about last week. Um, also, speaking of the live Friday shows, uh, still trying to situate the day job situation. Uh, so until that happens, we are still on a hold for the Friday show. But again, with uh, death in the family, that was kind of should be a little bit anticipated, I feel like. So uh, until further notice, that's kind of all we've got for housekeeping because that's going to be taking up a fair portion of my life for the next week or two. And um, I will have an update for you. Stay tuned to the social medias as well as the uh, community page on the YouTube if that's where you find the show. And uh, I'll keep you as updated as I can. Otherwise, we have news to talk about, so let's not let this ruin the entire show, shall we? Okay, so music section, here we go. We have a whole boatload of brand new music, so that is going to take up the meat and potatoes of the music section, as well as a reason for why Five Finger Death Punch had to cancel a uh, opening date for Metallica. That's a pretty big one, so let's do the music section. Uh, starting things off in follow-ups and corrections, uh, Speaking of Metallica, 72 Seasons debuted at number two on Billboard Top 100 Albums. Um, this is one of the actually lesser performing Metallica records in some time, so that's fairly noteworthy, but still lesser performing, meaning you came out at number two is pretty epic nonetheless. So congratulations are in order regardless. Uh, that's all we have for follow-ups. Let's talk about new music. Uh, let's start things off with one that I had higher anticipation for, and that is Finger 11 has released a new song, first new music from them in seven years, over seven years. 
Name of the song is Together Right. It's part of their uh, their greatest hits album that is set to be released June 16th on digital and on CD. And then you're going to get a vinyl release a little while later on August 25th. Uh, honestly, Finger Eleven, their earlier stuff is really the stuff that I have the most appreciation for. When they started getting a little more radio friendly, I kind of got turned off, as one might expect, because I'm such a metal elitist. Uh, I don't even know if I would ever necessarily call Finger Eleven metal, but you know, to each their own. So this new track, Together Right, uh, really just more radio rock from Finger Eleven. It sounds just like the band that wrote the, uh, I can't even think of the name of the song. Uh, if your body matches what your eyes can do, you'll probably move right through me on my way to you. That song, yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. If you like that song, you'll probably dig this. If you think that song is kind of nails on the chalkboard, probably steer clear of this new track. Next up in new music, Empire State Bastard Harvest is the name of the song. This band, you probably don't know the name, but it's because they're a relatively brand new band. You should, though, know their name because this is Dave Lombardo, the dude who played drums in Slayer. Uh, this is his new project. Uh, it is actually pretty impressive. Uh, it is not what you would expect from the from one of the former Slayer drummers, uh, but it is kind of what you would expect in modern metal and very interesting, very exciting. Vocals kind of didn't really do a whole lot for me, but the song arrangement is really unique and the uh, the just the overall mix is pretty good. So yeah, Absolutely a listen. If you are a heavy fan, go check it out. That brings us to Atreyu's new single, uh, God Slash Devil is the name of the song. This is the next single from their forthcoming EP, uh, The Hope of a Spark. This, I mean, I like this one better than the last Atreyu track that we talked about. I love Atreyu, though apparently I mostly love Atreyu when they had Alex in the band, and Alex hasn't been in the band now for two records once this one drops, so less than love, but still really, really heartily like, and obviously the video just shows us how much fun these guys have doing what they do, which is always a good thing to see. You should enjoy your job, especially if you make really fun music like Atreyu does. So, uh, kind of gearing a little bit more towards the radio side of things, but still pretty good Atreyu, so go check it out. Now let's talk about the new single from Beartooth. This song is called Sunshine. It is uh, the first time I've actually like sat down and listened to Beartooth. And sonically, these guys are very interesting. There is a whole lot going on here. Uh, we talked previously about how ADHD is kind of the future of heavy music, and this is kind of a good example of that thought. Uh, it, the, the sum of its parts, not exactly what I was looking for, not exactly something that I can heartily recommend, but just if for no other reason, just to see how dynamics can really toy with your enjoyment of a piece of art, this is a pretty good place to start. So go check out Sunshine, though I'm not 100% sure a lot of people are going to dig it. Then we have a new track from Seven Dust. We've been kind of talking about them working on this new record that they're putting out. This new song is called Fence. Uh, this is how new metal ages. This is how new metal ages well. Uh, Seven Dust has never been an exceptional band necessarily when you compare them to other bands in their subgenre. 
but they are kind of the anthrax to, let's say, uh, Korn's Metallica, if you will, or something along those lines. Um, Disturbs Metallica, maybe even. No, I would say Disturb it, and let's not get into that. But <laughs> the new 7 does track, this is like mature new metal. This is not the rebirth of new metal that we're kind of seeing in the more aggressive subgenres, but just the stalwart new metal subgenre. These guys have always been a standard bearer for it, and this is a prime example why. And then we have a new one from... Uh, another conservative in the heavy music movement, uh, Tommy Vexed. The name of the song is Facebreaker. This is apparently a redo of a song from one of his previous bands. If you maybe kind of recognize the name, but you don't know why, Tommy Vexed most recently was in Bad Wolves. He also used to be in Divine Heresy. He's been in a number of bands. Right now, the name of his band is just his name, Tommy Vexed. So uh, again, the name is Facebreaker. This is like... It feels like deathcore, metalcore. There's definitely some like breakdowny bits, some blasty bits like you would get in deathcore. And then there's the soaring chorus part. And honestly, I don't think I realized just how much Tommy has this almost like Howard Jones quality to his voice when he's singing, probably because I've never really gave him much of a listen, but I gotta admit, I kinda dig it. And you should too. And to round things out, we have a new one from Brand of Sacrifice. The name of their new song is Between Death and Dreams, and apparently this whole uh, melodic bits inside of Deathcore is uh, not just a fad that a couple of bands are doing. There's quite a few bands, and these guys probably are some of the best. The new Whitechapel we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and I was super impressed with the direction they were going. It seems they're almost like following a trend that I was unaware of in the death core, the new aggro kind of movement in, in heavy music. And I have to admit, I'm totally here for it. And Brand of Sacrifice might, might be, I don't, I wouldn't say they're better than Whitechapel at this whole dynamic thing. I think Whitechapel's application of this is kind of second to none, just because they're in a whole different category in my head. But these guys in Brand of Sacrifice are definitely coming out swinging. So that is all of the new music. Like I said, a whole bunch, right? Uh, now let's talk about tours and festivals. These have been announced in the last week. So starting things off, we have Motionless in White. Oh, going on another tour. The tour, uh, the, the name of the tour is the Touring the End of the World Tour. It's just so many times to say tour. Uh, but so the support from this is actually pretty interesting because we have Knocked Loose, After the Burial, and Alpha Wolf. The only band on that list that I don't know is Alpha Wolf. Uh, Knocked Loose is kind of the heavy darlings these days. Uh, everybody seems to really, really dig those cats. I dig them too, but I just, I don't see why the hype is at such a high level for them, but I hear they put on a hell of a show, so there's that. And also After the Burial, pretty quality stuff. <laughs> Both of those bands I would probably put in the headline slot long before I would put Motionless and White in the headlong headlining slot, but that is a personal preference issue and not a record sales issue. Obviously, Motion and White, Motionless and White is doing just fine for themselves. 
Uh, yeah, so the tour, sorry, bird walking. The tour starts September 16th in Scranton, Pennsylvania, runs through October 29th in Boston, Mass. Uh, tickets will be on sale this coming Friday. Let's move on. Uh, next, we have uh, an interesting announcement from Pearl Jam going on tour. It's a very, very short date. The uh, supporting band is a band called Inhaler. I've seen ads for these cats recently, but I haven't actually listened to any of their music, so can't necessarily speak to the fit of this music, but still pretty interesting. Uh, August 31st in St. Paul, Minnesota runs through September 19th in August, Texas. Like I said, a fairly short uh, tour. It's roughly eight to ten dates and a few of those are doubled so they're going to be in one town two nights in a row so gonna be kind of hard to catch this one for a lot of folks so if you do and you're a fan if they're near you and you're a fan absolutely jump at the chance because lord knows how many more tours they've got in them uh next we're talking about the mars volta have announced a new tour as well september 13th in minneapolis minnesota runs through october 11th in Salt Lake City, Utah. Tickets on sale now. See the link in the description. Uh, and then our final tour is a band that I've only recently become aware of, but I'm a bit of a fan, you might say. We talked about their new track a couple weeks ago, I believe, in the new music section. And uh, Omerta is the name of the band. I don't know if I just said it or not, because ADD, oh look, shiny. Uh, Omerta is going on tour with Gates of Hell and Mood Ring. Uh, tour starts June 9th in Chicago, Illinois, runs June 20th. 24th in Houston, Texas. Fairly short show and honestly staying pretty much on the East Coast. I think Texas is about as far west as they're going. So you lucky dogs, you you lucky dogs. Uh, yeah, that's what we got for tours and festivals. Let's talk about some regular ass news. In regular ass news, we got to start this one on a downbeat as well. Uh, so we got word on Tuesday, so yesterday as I'm filming this, and hopefully you're watching this, uh, we got word Tuesday that the immortal Harry Belafonte passed due to complications of congestive heart failure at the age of 96. Harry Belafonte very, very famously did a lot of the music on the Beetlejuice soundtrack, which stay tuned to the movie section. There's going to be some stuff there. Uh, but yeah, so just just the, such a unique voice, such a great contribution to the history of music. Uh, though 96 is a good run. So this is not as down as maybe other uh, passings have been recently, but Still, death is always a sad moment, so let's take a moment and remember Harry freaking Belafonte. Okay, so picking up just a little bit from there, we have a piece about Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, those of you paying attention, Five Finger Death Punch had to cancel their Amsterdam show recently on the Metallica tour, uh, which is, again, pretty freaking huge. Uh, they have been opening on select dates for Metallica. The whole Metallica M72 tour is kind of piecemeal as far as who the supporting acts are, which has kind of been how Metallica has done things for a little while. 
giving as many other uh, smaller bands, because everybody's smaller than Metallica, uh, giving as many of those smaller bands a bit of a, an opportunity, if you will, to open for Metallica. So uh, Five Finger Death Punch, one of the dates that they're on, I believe they're on about seven or eight, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, but the one that they were supposed to open in Amsterdam, uh, they had to cancel because Ivan Moody had hernia surgery. Uh, it seems there were a couple of minor complications that uh, stopped him from healing as fast as they were anticipating. So to fill the spot, apparently Nightwish's former vocalist Floor Jansen uh, did some of her solo work in their stead. So very interesting. Uh, hopefully Ivan will be feeling better soon before they have to open for Metallica again. But that is what we got for regular ass news, which means music suggestions are on the horizon. The suggestion this week uh, is a YouTube video comes from Anthony Vincent, the guy who used to call himself 10 Second Songs, has kind of changed his direction a little bit. And now he does much longer than 10 Second Songs. This time he's doing a cover in the style of another band. The cover is zombie the style of the other band is deftones so what zombie by the cranberries would sound like if it was written by the deftones and this is like Vin anthony vincent is a very unique talent in that he has a very chameleon-esque voice he can sound like a lot of different vocalists sometimes much better than others but still he's got a pretty good chino and this song will show you exactly what that means go check out anthony vincent's cover of zombie by the cranberries in the style of the deftones it's absolutely worth a listen Let's talk gaming and tech, shall we, nerds? Uh, so in gaming and tech, we have Microsoft, we have Twitter, we have Microsoft versus Twitter, and we've got a couple other things. Let's do the gaming and tech news. First up, we're talking about Twitter. Uh, they are now... So... Real quick, bringing everybody up to speed in case you haven't been paying attention. Uh, they have made it known that uh, if you... If you do something on their platform that violates some of the more minor rules that they have, i.e. nothing that breaks the law but is still kind of questionable, they have said previously that you are not going to be amplified. They're not going to allow uh, a bunch of people it's gonna it's almost like an uh, upfront shadow ban in a way because they're just going to reduce the amount of reach that your posts have that violate these certain guidelines uh, again if it's something that breaks the law you're going to get canceled off of twitter but uh if it's just something like hateful or if it's something that is potentially abusive or I don't even know exactly all of the rules that, that would quantify a reduced reach, uh, then they're going to reduce your reach if it breaks these rules. So they just announced that in accordance with this new policy, that any tweet made that violates said rules will have a sticker attached to it, or some sort of notification rather, attached to it that lets you know, hey, this tweet doesn't follow all of our guidelines. So because of that, you have been reduced in reach. And what reduced in reach means, apparently, according to this new announcement, uh, could vary depending on the severity of which you are violating their rules, X, Y, and Z. Uh, could be anything from just less of your followers, see it naturally, 
to all the way up to nobody can retweet or quote tweet or anything of that nature and less of your followers see it naturally. Uh, and, and kind of a whole bunch of degrees in between those two areas. So very interesting situation. That's all we got on that follow-up. Let's talk next about <clears throat> Microsoft, this one actually happened just this morning, right before I started filming. Uh, Microsoft has uh, been trying to purchase Activision Blizzard for some time now, and it seemed to be going in their favor up until this morning, in which case the British CMA uh, has stepped up and said, actually, no, and not exactly for the reasons that we were thinking they were going to get turned down if they were ever going to get turned down. Uh, the biggest issue that the CMA had was that there is a cloud gaming element that they're potentially going to have a monopoly over. So according to Linus Media Group and their uh, tech-linked channel, uh, approximately Microsoft has approximately, I don't remember their share of the cloud gaming uh, sphere necessarily, but it was fairly low. Uh, so Activision has obviously much more cloud gaming uh, pull, but in the overall world of gaming, again, according to LMG, uh, there, <laughs> the cloud gaming portion of gaming as a whole is approximately 1%. So this seems pretty arbitrary. Uh, Activision has come out and said that they are going to help Microsoft appeal this decision, though that does not ha bode very well for the acquisition because uh, no one in the history of the appeals process for such a decision has ever won. So looks like uh, Microsoft is not actually going to be purchasing Activision Blizzard. Who would have thunk it? Uh, I'm sure they'll find some way around it. They're freaking Microsoft after all. Uh, so that's what we have for follow-ups and corrections. Let's talk about trailers. We got a new trailer for Street Fighter VI. Has me pretty freaking hyped. The other part of this bit actually is that there is now a demo live for PlayStation 4 5, Xbox One, Series, and Steam. The Xbox and Steam demos went live this morning. The PlayStation demo has been live for a couple of days at this point. Uh, absolutely super hype for this one. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the hype about that in just a second. But before we do, let's talk about some regular ass news. In regular ass news, we have uh, Microsoft and Twitter again, this time battling it out with one another. I like you like to see your uh, major corporations do for some reason. So uh, Twitter, again, changing a bunch of rules. Uh, access to Twitter's API, the back door in which you can have different kinds of access so you can integrate Twitter into different apps and such and so on and so forth. So Microsoft previously had allowed their users to publish direct from their platforms to Twitter. But now that Twitter is charging for access to their API, Microsoft has taken away this functionality. So you will not be able to post images or screen grabs or what have you directly from your Xbox console or from your Xbox Live account. Uh, there is obviously workarounds for this, a number of them. The one that springs to mind immediately, should you want to post a screen grab that you took on your Xbox console directly or in your Xbox Live account directly, then honestly, the easiest way to do, assuming you have access to your OneDrive, 
OneDrive, which comes with, I'm pretty sure, every Microsoft account. So if you have a OneDrive, then you can save your screenshot to your OneDrive and then access your OneDrive from your computer or your phone, download that screenshot there, and then publish like you would any other picture. So it's a little bit more cumbersome, but still 100% possible. It's not the end of the world. It's just funny to watch these giant mega corporations fight it out like they are. So that's what we got for regular ass news. Let's talk now about gaming and tech suggestions. This one is actually a little bit of a blind suggestion because I have yet to actually do the thing, but I'm going to suggest you do the thing with me so that we can all have the conversation about the quality of Street Fighter 6. That's right. Probably as soon as I'm done filming, I'm gonna go download the demo on my Xbox and we're going to talk about it next week or in the next episode. Again, probably not going to be an episode next week. So, Street Fighter VI uh, demo is your gaming and tech suggestion for the week so that we can have a conversation about it. Let's do that. Okay, so, comic books. Books is next. Uh, so in comic books, we have one follow-up that Green Arrow series that we were talking about uh, some time ago, actually. Now, Joshua Williamson's new Green Arrow book that we again we've covered. Uh, the series was supposed to be a mini. It was supposed to be a six-issue mini, and now it is going to be a proper length, twelve issues. And Joshua Williamson is super hyped about it, so more power to him. I just have a little bit of trepidation because it's... So if the original plan, if the original storyline, if the original outline rather, if the original outline was planned around six issues and you were trying to cut it down and get it as tight as you could to fit it inside six issues, that means you cut out all the fat and it was going to be a hard and fast and fantastic six issues of comics. And now we're doubling that for the same storyline. Seems like there's going to be some fluff and filler in those other six issues that we're interjecting into this. Couldn't you have just started another arc with those other six? Like, I just, this, I'm again, super happy for Mr. Williamson. And I'm kind of intrigued to read the story that he comes up with for this. But again, yeah. Uh, just a little uh, cautious in that optimism. So that's what we have for follow-ups. Let's talk about regular ass news. Uh, so Comixology, let's do a real quick TLDR. Comixology uh, was bought by Amazon some time ago. They had a uh, another app that was associated with Comixology that was the Marvel app that you could read all of your Marvel books through Comixology. Well, apparently, uh, comic sales for the digital platforms are uh, not doing super great, and Comixology is shutting down their Marvel app. So, I'm going to read this uh, synopsis that I wrote up because it's easier to do it that way for me. Uh, the Marvel Comics app operates by Comixology will be shutting down on June 2nd of this year. Uh, starting a month previous to that, so May 2nd, so next week, uh, the ability to purchase comics will no longer be available from the Marvel Comics app. All digital purchases made prior to May 2nd in the Marvel Comics app 
will be available and accessible on the Marvel Unlimited app. So if you have a Marvel account, you need to, unless you're an Android user, in which case you're, it's already linked. But if you are not an Android phone user or Android platform user, you are an iOS platform user or potentially something else, then you need to create a Marvel account with Marvel Unlimited. All of the comics that you purchased through Comixology should transfer assuming they're available on Marvel Unlimited. It's it's a it's real real sticky. There is a link for you to follow down in the description if you are in the camp of I don't know what to do. There is very explicit details laid out. You can again follow the link and they'll walk you through it for you. Uh, that's what we got there. Let's move right along. Uh, next is Blue Beetle. I'm super stoked about this one. Blue Beetle, new ongoing series announced for my man Jaime Reyes. I'm super excited for him. Uh, this uh, obviously coming ahead of the new movie, so hopefully this, the new movie creates buzz. Jaime sticks around for a while and we get some good comics out of the deal. Uh, the writer for this book is Josh Trujillo. Not familiar with his work, so I can't speak to that. Uh, Adrian Gutierrez, Will Quintana, and Lucas Gattoni are going to be the artists on the project. And the first arc is going to be titled Scarab War. And I'm intrigued. Not going to lie. Sounds great. But that's what we got. So let's move on. Our last piece of regular-ass news for comic books and books is... Stranger Things and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right, there is going to be yet another Turtles crossover, this time with Stranger Things. So we're going to see Eleven and the gang all in a Ninja Turtles crossover. Uh, the writer for this very possibly is not accurate. It could just be placeholder names, but assuming that is not the case, the writer is supposedly going to be Cameron Chit uh, Chitlock and the artist is going to be Pharaoh Pay. Again, these very well could be just placeholder because that's what they had available and they needed something for the cover art. So they put these two guys in there. Uh, just to hold place until they... We'll, we'll confirm later. There'll be a follow-up. It's okay. Uh, is IDW that's putting this out. Let's move right along. And moving right along means suggestions in comic books and books. We have a book suggestion, and I actually have the book uh, readily available right here. Right here. Oy. Neil Stevenson's Anathem. This book right here, right here gigantic. Uh, it's a fantastic book. This book is going to make you super excited and honestly kind of hide the fact that you're learning like physics and stuff because it's such a compelling story that is uh, kind of a multiversal situation but there's anything more than that would totally ruin it for you and just really interesting. I would read the Wikipedia entry for you but Stevenson is one of the best uh, cyberpunk and post-cyberpunk authors out there, probably second only to William Gibson, so that's enough motivation for you to read this book to begin with. Go read Anthem by Neil Stevenson. You will not regret it. So let's talk about TV shows, shall we? Uh, we have a couple follow-ups here. We also have a whole fair amount of trailers to talk about. One of those trailers, super exciting. Uh, Black Mirror, anyone? Yes, yes, okay. So let's start with the follow-ups and corrections. First up, we have Frasier in the follow-up section. Perry Gilpin, who played Roz in the original series, has just signed on for a guest 
role. She is not going to be recurring necessarily. She'll be in a small handful of episodes, uh, probably one or two, and that's going to be about it. Assuming, you know, we get about eight to ten episodes in this reboot series. Pretty cool. That's all we got. Let's move on. Next up we have, oh, this is such a weird one. Okay, so we talked previously about all of the James Bond things are going to be happening, uh, I believe, on Amazon, though I didn't put it in the notes because, say it with me, children, I take amazing notes. That's right. Okay, um, so either way, it's the one of the series that is going to be based on the James Bond property, however loosely, is called uh, 007 Road to a Million. It's a reality show that... They do whatever the hell they're going to do in very iconic Bond locales. Uh, and apparently for this project, they decided they needed a villain. And who better to play a British villain for a spy-themed uh, whatever outing than Brian Cox. Now that he's no longer on Succession because his character, spoiler alerted, that's all you're going to get. Uh, but yeah, so now that he's no longer on Succession, he apparently needed a thing to do and they were like, hey you want to be a bond villain and he was like yeah and they were like okay cool we have this reality series and he was like what <laughs> i don't know if that's how it went but that's how it went in my head uh so yeah brian cox joining the cast of a reality show based on james bond strange but that's what we got so let's move on uh next is just a real quick follow-up beavis and butthead season two uh much like they did with season one of this reboot series they released the first episode for free on the youtubes go check it out because it's beavis and butthead and it's almost as good as it was back in the day not quite but very very close that's what we got for follow-ups Let's talk about those trailers. Uh, first up, uh, the the Netflix Netflix has been rolling out a whole lot of trailers very recently. So if if you are curious about some of the things we don't cover here, because we're only going to cover a very small few, uh, then go check out their YouTube channel. They have a whole bunch of teaser trailers. Not all of them nerdy. Not all of the nerdy ones even are English language, so it's a little bit harder to follow, and uh, it just. Go check it out. There's a, I believe the Tadum thing is going on right now, but I could be wrong. I could have just misread the article. Either way, Netflix is dropping a whole boatload of trailers. We're going to talk about a couple, but before we get to that, we have Ultraman Blazer, Blazar, Blazar, Blazer. I think it's Blazer. Uh, so the most recent Ultraman series set to release in Japan, July 8th. I did not find an American release for this series, though it's Ultraman, so it's going to come stateside soon. I just don't know when. So when I find that out, we'll have an update. But until then, go check out the trailer for the new series because it looks freaking awesome. Okay, uh, next we have Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2, June 15th. Uh, new episodes will launch every Thursday from there. This trailer, if you didn't see Season 1 yet, is motivation to watch Season 1 so that you will not be The Strange New Worlds and Picard, I think, are the two things that they're doing the best as far as the Star Trek franchise is going these days. I actually am a bit of a fan of Discovery, but I understand why people have issues with it. Uh, that being said, go watch this trailer and tell me I'm wrong. Let's move right along to the big one, and that is Witcher Season 3 has finally dropped its first trailer. Uh, the series is going to be cut into two separate volumes. Uh, Netflix will be dropping Volume 1 June 29th, and then Volume 2 will be out a month later on July 27th. Um, 
kind of because they're still working on the second half, which is interesting, but they're trying to get all of the good, uh, the Henry Cavill goodwill out there as soon as possible so people will be like, yeah, we actually like Netflix. And then maybe with some of those other things that they're rolling out trailers for right now, they'll, you know, keep you there long enough to watch other things that you'll forget that they fire or that they, you know, pissed off Henry Cavill so much that he decided to leave the Witcher series. But uh, yeah, who, who, who really knows, right? Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's move on. Next one is FUBAR. This is a, another Netflix series that is coming out soon, and it's noteworthy because Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be the lead in this series. Uh, I honestly, it seems a little discombobulated. Don't exactly know what it's what the series is going to be based on the trailer alone, but Schwarzenegger doing a TV series is going to be worth a watch for at least an episode or two, right? Uh, the series starts May 25th. Uh, even if for morbid curiosity you're going to watch it, that's when you can watch it. Uh, and then our final trailer is also a big announcement. We have a season six for Black Mirror. That is right. Black Mirror is happening uh, for a sixth season. It is going to be sometime in June, we don't know exactly when, but creator Charlie Brooker uh, has said that he's going to be breaking some of the rules that he laid out for the previous seasons uh, as a means of keeping it fresh and stuff. The quote that I read about this from Brooker himself was very vague and not really worth noting ex explicitly outside of it. Suffice to say that he is going to be, he didn't say explicitly what rules he's breaking of his own. I don't even know if he's ever laid out what those rules are that he laid for himself as far as this series is concerned, but either way, Black Mirror season six. I hope it's more than three episodes, but if you watch the trailer, seems like a lot of those scenes come from the same episode. So we might only have like four episodes in season six. I hope it's longer than that, but either way, it's more Black Mirror and who can say no to that. Also kind of noteworthy here, I didn't think we were going to get a sixth season of Black Mirror because, like, all of Brooker's predictions about the future have come true, are coming true, at least. Uh, social credit, we have uh, the, 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 the Elon Musk is working on the brain thing so you can record, and, like, just so much of his social commentary is no longer, like, satire, it's commentary. It's just weird. Uh, yeah, AI is also a big thing with him. Anyway, yeah, st uh, I'm stoked, but I'm very intrigued and I'm kind of curious and confused, but let's have that conversation. I don't know. Moving on. Sorry, rambling. All right, so we have one piece of regular-ass news to talk about, and it has to do with a TV show from my childhood. Uh, that is Blossom, my, uh, Mayim Bialik. Sorry if I mispronounce her name. I hear it regularly, still don't know how to pronounce it properly, and I apologize. Uh, but she has confirmed that the pilot for the reboot of the Blossom series has been written. Uh, at, at least a majority, if not all, of the original cast are willing to return. All of them that are, you know, still around and such, are willing to return. The EPs, everything is in line. The only thing is, there's no studio to back it. There's no one who's who's going to air the episode if it ever actually gets made. All of the pieces are in place for it to get made, except for that one major one. So, very interesting, very intriguing, just because this is... 
Megan Bialik, uh, as a kid, like when I was a kid and just a weird, strange relationship with Blossom, like I kind of really dug it, but I also was very confused, whatever. It'll be interesting to see. Let's move from there into suggestions for TV streaming. Our suggestion this week is one that I probably should have done much sooner, and that is Marvelous Miss Maisel, final season, season five. If you are not watching this show, you've got some catching up to do because it is absolutely wonderful and freaking hilarious and just solid writing, solid acting. You can conduct class on the cinematography in this series. And uh, there's, if you are a cinema nerd in the slightest, you owe it to yourself to watch Miss Maisel. All five seasons, we're about halfway through season five. Yes, please and thank you. Let's move on. That brings us to the movie section. Movies is actually quite short this week, but still very exciting. Uh, we have Beetlejuice, we have Flash, we have uh, trailers. Let's do, let's get into it. Uh, so follow-ups this week for movies. First up, we have the uh, box office follow-up for Super Mario, the animated Super Mario movie. We're looking at 875 million dollars as of Tuesday this week. So easily going to cross over that billion dollar threshold because this is only week three. That's right, three weeks to get almost a billion dollars. It just keeps going and it's going to break more and more records. I hope, I hope so hard that this movie becomes like top three uh, highest selling or grossing or whatever movies ever because like that just kind of legitimizes the culture, don't you think? So that's the first follow-up. Second follow-up, I've actually been following this since it was rumored. Actually, this has been rumored long before YouTube was even a thing, but Beetlejuice 2 officially confirmed to be happening. Uh, we had the rumor previously that Jenna Ortega was going to be joining the project. Now that has been confirmed as far as I know, and, you know, things are moving forward with it. That's all we really have. CinemaCon just got over. We're gonna talk a little bit about that in the rumor section, so stick around for that. That's what we got for Beetlejuice. Our last piece of follow-up has to do with The Conjuring. Conjuring Last Rites. Uh, the title has been revealed for the next Conjuring movie, Last Rites. That's what we got. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about trailers now, shall we? We got the second major trailer for Fast X, the 10th and supposedly final installment of the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, the mainline movies at least. Um, tickets are on sale now, so if you are down to watch <laughs> Vin Diesel go back into space, I don't even know where they're gonna go with this one, but I'm definitely along for the ride just because it's dumb fun at its finest. Uh, yeah, tickets on sale now, movie is uh, set to release May 19th. Uh, Equalizer 3 is the next trailer we're gonna highlight, Equalizer 3, Denzel Washington coming back, uh, and yeah, the just, this is a good series. This should be the final installment in the series, and I mean, not to give away any spoilers, but man, this trailer is definitely leading you to believe that Denzel Washington's character is going to die, right? Like, I'm not the only one who got that, am I? Whatever. All right, so our next one is actually probably the biggest um, divider <laughs> in the community right now. The Flash. CinemaCon, like I said, just happened. Uh, Flash debuted a new trailer at CinemaCon. Then we got a uh, slightly longer Japanese trailer 
for the movie that had uh, some other footage that kind of is leading people to think maybe Reverse Flash is in this, though I don't necessarily understand why they would think that. Seems like it's pretty obvious there's going to be two different Flashes. I don't know that one of them is going to explicitly be uh, Reverse Flash, but I could be wrong. It's just... <sighs> So the reason this is kind of divisive, or divisive, if you're going to say it incorrectly, uh, is because obviously this is still a work in progress. Uh, we still have some time before the movie launches, June 16th to be specific, so a little over a month before this movie is in theaters. So they still have a lot of time to finalize the look of the CGI. So this is unfinished CGI in this trailer because they had to put something out because we are legitimately under two months out from the movie. So yeah, uh, I don't think the final CGI is going to look as bad as it does in this trailer, but I don't know, I've been wrong before. So here's to hoping that they're not just full of the wind as they say. Uh, yeah, that's what we got for trailers. We have no regular ass news, so let's talk movie suggestion for the week. Movie suggestion this week is, honestly, don't take my nerd card because it, it's really kind of anthropologic in nature. Uh, the original Super Mario Brothers movie. John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, uh, Dennis Hopper, and at all, uh, this is the first video game movie that was ever made. If you haven't seen it, be aware it is an absolute dumpster fire of a movie, but it's kind of so bad, it's like, how does this even exist? And that's why it's the suggestion this week. Contrast and compare. The new Mario movie versus the original Mario movie. Who got it more right? <laughs> Either way, that's a suggestion. Just totally a trolley suggestion, but suggestion nonetheless. Let's talk about that movie in the comments or the socials or whatever. Which now puts us in the rumor mill. Let's talk rumors, nerds. Rumors, rumors, rumors. We have no confirmations, no refutations to speak of. We do, though, kind of have a sort of confirmation a little bit, but we're going to get to that. First up, we have a new source for an old rumor. That new source has to do with Fantastic Four. We now have a new source that says Adam driver is in fact nearing completion of contract negotiations to play none other than reed effing richards what is that all about i don't like adam driver is a great actor don't get me wrong he's just not reed richards like there's nothing physically about that man that screams reed richards dr doom Maybe. Reed Richards? Yeah, no, not so much. So hopefully the rumor is only accurate in that he's going to be in the movie and that he's, you know, nearing the end of his negotiations. But I'm hoping they got the, the character wrong and he's going to be Doctor Doom because I would really get behind him as Doctor Doom because a, a more dynamic character. I understand Reed Richards is super important to the MCU, uh, to the Marvel Universe in general. But, like, Doctor Doom is so much more interesting, just as a general statement, so, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we got new sources. Let's talk about brand new rumors uh, that we have not yet touched on. So first up we have, this is the one that uh, kind of sort of has a confirmation, but again, we'll get to that in a moment. Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts, apparently, according to the rumor, there is some trouble behind the scenes. So we are less than two months away from the release of this movie. The rumor says that uh, there are a 
of more than a half a dozen different edits of the movie and just as many editing teams that are all vying for their cut of the movie to be the cut of the movie. And it seems that nobody can really decide as to which one is the one that should be released in the theaters. And as a result, we don't have a trailer or anything to like you know, show us what they're going to give us, <laughs> aside from some very sh short, like, teasers and such. So, yeah, if we, uh, the, the rumor said that the, there will not be a proper screening of the movie at CinemaCon explicitly because of these issues. So, uh, what I originally wrote down in my notes, because it was before CinemaCon was over, if we don't see a screening at the end, by the end of CinemaCon, then we know that there's at least some validity to this rumor. We did not, in fact, get a screening of this movie. We didn't even get a new trailer for this movie. So that seems to give this a little bit more validity. It's not uncommon, though, just to play a little devil's advocate, not uncommon. It's fairly rare, but not super rare, I, sh I guess it is more appropriate, for a movie to not get a you know, trailer uh, until maybe a month and a half-ish before the movie launches. Uh, the, the closer to that month time frame generally gives you an idea of how the studio feels confidence-wise and how the movie's going to do. So if it's a month out and we finally get that, that next trailer or whatnot, then we know that they really don't have high hopes for the movie, though... I don't know, it could surprise all of us. Uh, let's give some, let's give likelihood to this rumor. Likelihood that there is a few dozen or almost a dozen different edits of the movie seems a little far-fetched. Um, two to three, that seems a little more likely. This doesn't say that though. This says very explicitly that there are more than six. Even though we did not get a proper screening of the movie at CinemaCon, still seems unlikely that these specifics are accurate. So we're going 40% likely that uh, there is this much issue behind the scenes at Transformers Rise of the Beasts, though there's probably some sort of issues going on. So, uh, let's get back into Fantastic Four mode, shall we? We actually have another Fantastic Four rumor. We have Vanessa Kirby is now being rumored as Sue Storm. There were a number of other actresses that were supposedly in the running for it, though it now seems that Vanessa Kirby is the one that they are focusing on. Uh, previously, we did talk about potential Sue Storm, so this could have gone as a new source, but I don't remember, remember Vanessa Kirby being part of that potential list when we talked about this previously. That's why I put it here. So, I don't know. She seems like a pretty ad adequate Sue Storm. No issues with Vanessa Kirby. She's not a horrible actress, but she's also not the greatest, so kind of Marvel fodder. <laughs> but uh, let's put a likelihood on this one. Let's, we're going to put this one... I mean, it's such a bland rumor, like it honestly could go either way and we won't lose any sleep over it either way. So we're going to say 50% likely that Vanessa Kirby is going to be Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, then we have a Flash rumor. This one's real quick and kind of obvious. This new Flash rumor has it that Nicolas Cage is going to have a cameo as Superman because we are going to be dealing with the multiverse. Uh, this would kind of be like an ultimate... 
This would kind of be an ultimate fan service because uh, there's a whole documentary on the Nicolas Cage Superman movie. Uh, John Schnepp did it. May he rest in peace. I actually got to interview Mr. Schnepp a couple of times before he passed. Dude was awesome. One of the sweatiest of the sweaties and, and the nerd community is less rich for his passing. But uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage, Superman having a cameo in The Flash because Nicolas Cage doesn't need money these days. Absolutely. I, I will be very surprised. I will be very surprised if we don't get this. So I'm putting this one, in spite of all of my in, in instincts, I'm putting this one at 90% likely just because it seems like such a missed opportunity if they don't do this. Uh, next, we're talking about Star Wars. We actually have two Star Wars rumors to talk about. First up, we have Disney reportedly, oh, this one's so ridiculous. Disney reportedly wanting to sell their $4 billion plus dollar investment. That's right. There is a rumor saying that Disney is over Lucasfilm and they're just going to sell them off to the highest bidder. I mean, just because they've had a not the longest run of bad luck or bad uh, 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 I don't even know. It's not luck. It's choices, bad decision making, whatever, uh, doesn't mean that it hasn't overall made them money. So this is a ridiculous rumor and we got to squash it right now. Uh, I don't think this is likely at all. I don't think that we will see Disney sell Lucasfilm, uh, even selling it for parts anytime soon. A decade down the road? Possibly. Uh, five years down the road is even possible if this streak of poor choices continues. Uh, once Kathleen Kennedy retires, uh, then I'm sure that will come to an end. But that's a whole different argument for a whole different video. Uh, so likelihood, again, that we're going to see Lucasfilm be sold by Disney. I'm going to put this one at about 20% likely just because... I, that's even generous, but let's move to the other uh, rumor going around right now. Lucasfilm is looking to shelve Luke Skywalker and trade him out for the newer model of Baby Grogu. Uh, this actually comes from a couple of pretty decent sources, even though it sounds ridiculous to me. Uh, this very well could be the whole power play that we've talked about previously in the rumor mill uh, going on behind the scenes between Kathleen Kennedy and Iger and everybody else kind of involved. Uh, Favreau, Filoni, everybody's just kind of vying for the power of control over Lucasfilm. And there's two names on there that I'm pretty sure are the best option. But that's, again, a video for another time. Uh, so, yeah, according to this rumor, they're looking to do less with Luke because Luke is, I believe, one of the, the sources put it as antiquated. Luke is an antique. He sells money, but or he makes money, but he doesn't sell tickets necessarily. Um, I mean, that sounds like... That sounds like producer talk in modern times. So ugh, as much as I don't want this to be true, it seems like there is some validity here. Uh, we only have we have Mark Hamill making guest spots from time to time anymore. There's no focus on the Skywalkers as of his apparent death in the Rise of Sky or uh, the Last Jedi. Last Jedi. <laughs> I, those movies just kind of blur together as one hot mess. Uh, so fuck, the, the, the likelihood here on the, this is like a 65 and that I think is generous on the bottom side because I don't want it to be true, but I think it might be true. 65% likely that this is legit. 
And then that brings us to probably the goofiest, though still one of the more potential rumors for this episode, and it has to do with the Twilight franchise. So previously we've talked about the rumor, and now it's been confirmed that uh, HBO Max, soon to be just Max, which uh, that's a whole thing that they're starting to reconsider already before it even launches. Um, so HBO Max is going to be doing a new series focused on the Harry Potter franchise. Harry Potter, each season of this new series is going to be a book. So we're going to be able to get much deeper into the Harry Potter lore uh, than we did with the movies, because you can do a lot more with eight to 10 hours than you can with two to three. So yeah. Not to be outdone, Stephanie Myers and Lionsgate. Lionsgate generally uh, distributes through Showtime, who I think also has a contract with HBO Max, which is weird. Um, but yeah, Stephanie Myers, Lionsgate film, not to be outdone by uh, J.K. Rowling and company, are going to be doing a series based on Twilight, according to rumors. Oh, this is so bizarre. I think this one is like, it comes from a, a very, very good source. This is one of those, like it's in the trades as a rumor. So it's probably true. Uh, so very, very good source. And like, it's just so crazy. It's gotta be true. I'm going to put this one at about 80% likely that we're going to see a twilight series based on those sparkly vampire books. Oh yeah, I, I don't want to, but that's where it is. And nerds, uh, if you're a little confused by some of this stuff, then that means you haven't been keeping up on your nerd news. So you gotta click or tap the box that shows up on the screen so you can watch all of the previous episodes of The Weekend Nerddom. Uh, there's also a bunch of other stuff that goes on here on the channel, though recently it's been mostly Weekend Nerddom and that just happened. But join me for that just happened. Join me for live shows as soon as, once they, you know, start back up again and find me on the socials. Thank you very much for subscribing and doing all of the things. Appreciate your faces, nerds. We will see you in the next one. Before we go though, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here.